Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, today I have Phil McMullen. That is right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, Phil McMullen, who is a English linguistic specialist who's got a master's in Sweden, in, in Lund, Swedish University. Uh, and he's here today to talk to me about language. Um, and we're going to try and keep it as, uh, <laughs> as, uh, as, as close to that subject. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very broad subject. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah, I have a feeling I've already gone off and so many roads in my questions. Um, but uh, overall, I kind of wanted, well, Matt kind of linked it. Matt's in the background, by the way. Say hi. <laughs> uh, Matt linked us up um, because he said that you were like a specialist in language. And um, and I, I wondered if universal language was a concept that, that you'd thought about. And I kind of want to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, please stop calling me a specialist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would argue we're all specialists, right? Fair, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess universal language, it's, it's a nice idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, or really very useful. Mm. Um, I guess the idea is that everyone would be able to automatically understand each other, right? Yeah. That's the end goal, right? But I think we're sort of doing that anyway Mm -hmm. um oh god i've got to get like let's keep it really specific i think (laughs) let's start like right at the beginning uh what do you mean by language yeah so again this is when i was writing my questions well there are three give or take universal languages already right maths music and love oh i like this right (laughs) (laughs) yeah very loosely yeah like so what does what does language mean to I, you? I suppose I mean like uh, most common like verbal. So the mm-hmm. the concept of going to another country and being able to speak to someone and them understanding you, or like in a political theatre, people being able to interact without any miscommunication. So yeah, let's say like. Um, but the more I start to write these questions, the more I saw the flaws in it. Like there's cultural differences, there's like area, there's accent, there's mm-hmm. there's so many so many issues and then yeah. um uh, and we, we briefly talked off camera about the tower of babel um which is like a a myth uh like a religious uh, answer to 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 why there are so many languages is that the the gods gave us language we abused it um by trying to climb this tower of babel to the to the to the heavens and and then they introduced all these new languages to confuse us so we couldn't challenge them again and it almost feels that way because there's what six thousand languages mm-hmm. And Give most take, people yeah. know like one, some learn two, like yeah. smart people like you learn a few, like it's <laughs> like just two. Just two, yeah. two. So you speak Swedish and English. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um how how do you find that? Like is it difficult? Are there words that don't translate well or uh yeah. Yeah, there are. Um this uh yeah, so I mean in Swedish there's I guess the classic example is uh I think tying together words that don't translate and concepts that don't translate, right? right? So in Swedish, there's a word called fika, which is a concept of... Mm, so I'm probably going to really like annoy <laughs> Swedes by like trying to explain this thing in English, right? Uh, it's sort of like uh, grabbing a coffee with someone, but it's like nice, cosy, like... This. You can do it. <laughs> this is... Uh, as far from being a thinker as possible, because <laughs> there's like I'm being filmed now, right? <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of people. People do it like 
as many times a day as they want. They're kind of, oh, should we grab a physio? Like grab a coffee, cinnamon bun, um, sit down for like 20 minutes, have a chat, and then sort of back to work kind yeah. of the idea. Uh, we don't really have anything very similar to that. I guess the most similar thing in this country would be, or in this culture rather, would be kind of drinking tea with someone, right? Yeah. Having a cuppa. Yeah, <laughs> but there's something as well, like you, the Swedish climate also lends itself quite well to, to Fika because it's like you sit cosy, you have a nice little barn when it's not sort of snowy outside or, you know, most likely raining and it's freezing cold, right? There's a link to the word, and correct me if I'm wrong, on even the country, uh, Hayug. I saw that a lot. It was like a trend. It meant like comfortable living and it was like Ikea. Oh, or whatever. yeah. So that's uh, that's a Danish concept, Hygge, oh, okay. I think. <laughs> Not said in the Danish accent, right? Um, can't do that. Yeah, um, not really the same concept, but it's sort of ties in. Mm. So like this idea of being comfortable and like snuggling up during the cold winter months, that sort of idea. Yeah. Um, let's bring it back to to translation issues. I think that sort of really highlights the problem with the idea of a universal language. Yeah. Because if you wanted a language to encapsulate every single experience that every single person on the planet has had, mm -hmm. or every, just in a more broad sense, like every single experience that every single culture has on the planet, mm. that all to be encapsulated in one language would be impractical, right? Because we can't possibly in this culture or in this country, this climate, whatever, have we, we don't need a word for a specific concept or experience that, you know, people living in the in the depths of Alaska might have. Right. The, the classic example is, although it's a myth, it does sort of encapsulate this quite well, like the Inuits have like a billion words for snow. Right. <laughs> Whereas we don't need a billion words for snow because we don't have that you know, much snow. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you see, sort of see where I'm going with this? Yeah, because at a certain point, like if you didn't know a word to describe a concept or a situation, and then you heard it for the first time, mm -hmm. you'd have to learn it. I, you're learning a new thing, a new mm. language. So it kind of, yeah. Uh, again, as I was writing my questions, I was like, uh, it's like abundantly clear this will never be a thing. <laughs> well, they did try mm. um, Esperanto, I think was an attempt uh, around like the early 1800s, I think. Okay, so explain that to me. Is so that... Esperanto was a, a constructed, or it is a constructed language. I think I read something about it a few months ago. Maybe there are about 2,000 native speakers of this language. Okay. So it's a constructed language in the, oh, what is it? It uses uh, the Slavic alphabet or a Slavic style alphabet. Uh, vocabulary from Germanic and Romantic uh, Romance languages, um, pronunciation from another family of languages, you know. Um, so all of these things constructed and put into one language so that theoretically it can be learned by everyone universally. Yeah. That's what I, I had in mind when, when you prepped me on talking about a universal Fair, language, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's already been tried. Yeah but it hasn't necessarily succeeded. Yeah, um, for the reasons you say, is yeah. some concepts don't translate well and you don't need words for them. And... Some concepts don't translate well and some concepts just simply don't need to be translated. Yeah. There's no need for... Um, oh, I, 
don't know there's there's no need for one culture to maybe know the ins and outs of like we don't live our society isn't built or based around living in a jungle mm. so why would we need to know the words for different types of i don't know jungle yeah, plants yeah, yeah, yeah. on a daily basis too much we information too we don't need to know that right yeah. so you know there's no point in constructing a language where all of these concepts are available to everyone in their native their constructed native tongue mm. well yeah when well, we don't we wouldn't use it right true true um so i guess for a long time when i was younger i thought that uh, mandarin or what's like the majority spoken in in, in china mm -hmm. i believe is that true um and i was like well if that's half the population and mm -hmm. my stats are probably hugely wrong um <laughs> yeah, pull that up <laughs> uh, <laughs> um then i said like, well if half the population can learn the language then surely the whole population can but then as you kind of look into it more like they because china is such a huge place they mm -hmm. often there's words in some areas that don't get used in other areas yeah. and then again it like you've got a breakdown of like counties and languages in different ways it just evolves yeah. right um and, and again like while i was doing my research into like the origin of language because i wanted to go down some like weird concepts with you on that one yeah um it's like language is an ever-evolving thing anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, even if you manage to finalize this one thing, like that guy yeah. that attempted, it would be mute in like a couple of years. <laughs> well, that's it. That's sort of my idea of what a universal language would have. Like, let's say, theoretically, we, uh, the three of us, mm -hmm. sat down in this room for the next 10 years <laughs> and came up with this new language, right? This yeah. sort of... It could be completely new or it could be like pulling various elements from, you know, it could be a pictographic language with the pronunciation of a Slavic language with the vocabulary of like a Germanic language, etc. Right. Yeah. And we gave this to the world and we forced everyone to learn it. <laughs> right. That would probably last about 10 seconds yeah. and then it would splinter again. Yeah. Because yeah. as I said, like as we were talking about earlier, like people would not need certain words so that they would fall out of disuse yeah. like they would fall out of use straight away so then you would end up with again six thousand different languages different languages it all started from one original one yeah. yeah yeah right yeah yeah um that's and that happened i think i'm really not an expert on like the historical linguistics but um there's a language that most languages stemmed from that came before even like latin and ancient greek and sanskrit it's called proto indo-european okay so that was like the mother language and then again that splintered across all of europe etc so this has happened before like yeah. english is a really new like yeah, concept yeah. Yeah, so I had Simon Moss on recently talking about like uh, some of the history of England, um, and uh, we we very very briefly touched on like how England has has sort of been through <laughs> uh, some occupations in this time. Uh, I know we get a lot of shit for occupying places, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've also been occupied. Like we should be angry at Italians, I think. For you know, Rome yeah, came yeah. along, but it's it's like at, at one point uh, Britain was this sort of tribe dwelling country with its own language and people and then italy came along and introduced like italian yeah. language or the roman language and then uh, and then the saxons came and, and then um, yeah. the, the, the vikings and it's just in it's this huge amalgamation of languages now it's like a very yeah. multicultural and always has been so it's like england has always just been like a hub of 
different cultures anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing that we have a language we can call English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's just, again, like you say, this mother language. Um, yeah. And allow me to go down a rabbit hole briefly because uh, yeah. I just want to see if any of my viewers share this uh, this this passion for this uh, pre-civilization theory that uh, Graham Hancock and Randall Carson have got where they're, they're, they're seeing similarities like really like unbelievably similar architecture across the globe and all these different megalithic structures and um all of the engravings are the same relief system and some of the images match up completely um and it all kind of points towards that these cultures interacted at one point but in our history that didn't happen and the technology to do that didn't happen um as far as we know uh yeah they're kind of pointing towards this uh, great cataclysm that happened around the sort of end of the Younger Dryas period, the the last Ice Age, which is when our history begins, um, and that's where people just evolved mm-hmm. from from like uh, early hominids, and the Neanderthals died out, and we sort of took the the mantle of of the planet. But their pitch is that humanity or uh, a Homo sapiens st- type of creature got to a an advanced level of technology where they were able to build some of the the, the megalithic structures like the pyramids and, and shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the really cool things. And the more you do look at it, it is really hard to explain how they got a big Ben sized piece of concrete or you know slate out yeah. of a mountain with like immaculate lines and down on the floor a thousand miles away. It really does raise some questions. And they believe that this civilization may have existed, uh, like had a language um uh had uh technology and then a, a cataclysm happened so uh like a, a melting with the ice caps from an impact and and that would have flooded um globally so it would have mm-hmm. been like a thousand years worth of rain in a, in a couple of days and it would have just washed everything away and then there was an ice age and then just the, that would have reset civilization if that happened now the chances that anything that we built survived mm-hmm. are zero so they kind of suggest that there would have been important people that would have survived this and would have had to have passed down everything, i.e. language and right. agriculture and technology, and it would take thousand years to, to pass down. And, and that's why our technological tree is just gone from like horses in two lives to phones. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like two lives ago, 200 years ago in America, they were like Colonel Custard was charging the Indians. Yeah. And then suddenly we're like having podcasts with like phones wirelessly on like live feeds. And stuff. Like it's insane live how quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the world's information yeah. on this thing called the internet. It's insane. Um, and I wonder your mention of this language, this mother language. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that, because again, I, I wanted to bring up how, <laughs> sorry, my notes are insane. Um, <laughs> uh, the Egyptian hieroglyphs and emojis. Yeah. I see similarities. Emojis are very childish however they are very useful like to convey mm. things that like you say can't be exp- expressed yeah uh, so like a, a smiley face is like a happy instead of saying i am happy yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Mm, uh do you think perhaps uh like a written form of universal language could exist a written form of universal language um yeah, yeah i guess i guess oh i don't know it's an interesting question uh, to to segue from emojis, yeah, yeah you <laughs> I could, told you it was gonna be bad, you could, man. <laughs> you could potentially argue that emojis are like a universal language. Yeah. Um. Universal, as in, oh, see, it's difficult. I don't really mm-hmm. actually like the term universal because that <laughs> that implies that absolutely everyone would understand, would understand it. it. Yeah. Uh, Noam Chomsky, this famous linguist. 
so, philosopher, etc., came up with the universal grammar that was universal for like ninety eight percent of languages, and in, yeah. like that's his most famous theory. Yeah. So we'll we'll use the word universal to cover most, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. the yeah, vast yeah, majority, yeah. Yeah. which is right. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I I guess emojis would would count as a universal language like mm. that or hieroglyphs. Or hieroglyphs. <laughs> okay, uh, Potentially. Yeah. Again, it's like when you well, hieroglyphs, I mean I I don't really know anything about hieroglyphs. Um I guess emojis are much more simple mm. than hieroglyphs. Yeah. Um Aren't hieroglyphs like a, just a collection of? They are sort of like pictograms, right? Yeah, well, they're essentially emojis, but engraved on a wall, and they conveyed tons of information. It, it took uh, like a couple of scholars to like translate it, but once they like got it down, they're pretty certain as as to what they say, and they all describe kind of like uh, it were history of like the rulers. Um, and it's just interesting that visually, like they've they've come up with this language that can talk from beyond like a dead civilization. Um, and I, I wondered, mm. like, a very basic, because universal language would sort of suggest that every word is understood. But, like, I'm not even fluent in English. Like, there are some <laughs> words that I don't understand. Like, I can barely tell you what a vowel is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, a very basic, like, I am hungry, where is the toilet? Like, yeah. I need water, the things like yeah. this. Like, a universal basic language in the form of written, but then not everyone can read. Yeah, right? that's the thing, right? Yeah, God damn it. You need to be taught to read. Also, not everyone can see. That's very true. Um, Fuck, sorry, yeah. blind people. <laughs> yeah. I didn't um, even consider that. Well, that's <laughs> also the asshole. interesting thing. If you ask people what language is, uh, uh, like you said at the beginning, it's mostly verbal. That's what people think of, like, but yeah. like everything that... Right? Body language, gesturing. Yeah, facial expressions. Facial expressions, yeah. Yeah, and I um, find this weird... Sign with... language, people always forget about that. Yeah, and there's like, what, three types of sign language? Yeah, well, yeah I think so. Pull that up. Um, there's just so many problems. It's amazing that we can communicate at all. Like the fact, the, the idea of the UN, everyone sat around like, guys, how do we like talk this out and not yeah. end up nuking each other? How did they achieve that? <laughs> translators, <laughs> yeah, very good translators. So why why you were learning? You you learned English from you were Swedish first, and then uh, three hundred different types of sign language. Types of sign language, yeah. Just times that by a hundred there. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes out some verbal languages and it's, fuck man, this, this is hard. Well yeah, of course there are loads of different types of sign language. Because there are loads of different types of language, aren't there? Yeah. Like, loads of different strains. Anyway, Mad. rabbit hole. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, my question I was, I was trying to pose to you, which language did you learn first? And then... uh, Swedish, technically. Swedish, right. like, yeah, so I, I lived in Sweden until I was four. Mm. Uh, my mum is Swedish. And then, yeah, moved here. With an English. So... Yeah, I guess I'm a. Oh God, what's it called? A. There are two types of bilinguals. There's uh, simultaneous bilinguals and consecutive bilinguals. So people that learn like, yeah, a language later in life is consecutive. So I learned them both at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Super smart. <laughs> uh, which is, oh no, it's really easy. You do it without thinking, man. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it's like you know, it's just like learning a language. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't have that much to say about it. Like, fair, you know, to ask questions. It, was, it was too early to sort of, because what I was trying to get out of you was, did you, 
uh, how did you mm. overcome it? So if yeah. I was, uh, let's say I, I represent a new country um, and I go to the UN and I have to try and translate my leader's words to you and I have no idea what your language is, I'd have to learn yours, you'd have to learn mine. Yeah. We'd have to, but then how, how do you begin? I think, how do you begin? <laughs> well, I guess, okay, from, if we're talking about like my experience with two languages, when I say it's easy, I'm actually not joking because kids learn languages like that, mm. right? I think it's up to the age of 12, you you are a language sponge, right? Yeah. And it's not very, like, of course, you do, kids do get confused between the two languages. So when I moved here, I would speak Swedish for, like, the first few months with, like, all my classmates and stuff when I started school. Yeah. Um, but you get over that really quickly because your brain is sort of geared to, uh, it's called the language act acquisition device that you your your brain is geared to be able to learn uh the, like the intricacies of language and learn the different structures and the different you know yeah sentence structures and like what words mean what and how different words go together etc mm. super complicated stuff which is why when you learn french at school mm. everyone hates it because it's so <laughs> difficult right <laughs> yeah. whereas you yeah. teach any kid from like you know when they're born to learn french obviously it's really easy mm. right um, I guess, and also it is quite easy to learn two languages from the same language family. Yeah, because there, so, there were like yeah. physical issues with like, so uh, I remember someone stopping me, stopping me just in the street. Hey, you, can you, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I was, I was out once and, and uh, someone I was with, they were like, can you roll your R's? And I was like, Rrr, and they were like, oh, wow, you can, I can't roll my R's, which means yeah. I can't speak this language. And I believe it was like one of the mm -hmm. Scandinavian ones. And I was like, wow, there are people that can't go. Like, so yeah, then yeah. they're like, they'll never be able to speak it. Like that's well, like, yeah, loosely, maybe they won't sound native. Yeah. But yeah, there's nothing stopping you from speaking. That like, it's just an like exaggeration. That. Yeah. Whoever that was, fuck you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, one of my one of my friends in Sweden uh, couldn't roll their R's. Huh. Um, so yeah is that I the mean, equivalent of like a lisp because uh when i was younger um I, yeah i used to guy, you know a guy called wesley and uh he would get loads of shit at school because he would yeah yeah um and it, it took a lot of time for him to overcome it um and he did it but mm. I was, it's like so yeah no it just made that link between the and the yeah and the yeah maybe maybe you could call it a speech impediment not mm. being able to do something with your speech yeah i guess is an impediment to a certain degree i guess um yeah, it's interesting. But then in Sweden, uh, there are two, like, very distinct accents. Mm. So when I speak Swedish, uh, I've, well, my family's sort of the Gothenburg area. I lived, when I lived there for those four years, I lived in Stockholm. So, like, but then when I went to uni there, uh, I lived in the south. So instead of rolling their R's, they've got that kind of... <sighs> Yeah, sound sounds disgusting. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's cultural. Uh, it's totally different. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, no, it's totally different. So, like, I would say to your friend, <laughs> don't learn standard Swedish. Learn the southern strain of it. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, there's a strange difference between the north and south in in every culture. So I think it was. True, yeah. Like, so I mean, I understand where the American one comes from. It was apparently this this. Uh, I want to say parasite. I believe it was a parasite that made people fatigued. So that's where mm -hmm. the stereotype of like the kind of lazy talk American that couldn't yeah. be able to pronounce anything. It wasn't because of like 
like psychological imperative. It was it was like just like a tightness because of this this parasite that was yeah. like right in, in that kind of time. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was called. I'm not gonna try and be pro <laughs> science it. Um, yeah. And I I wonder if that's the thing. Like with the equator comes like heat, and with heat comes different like with different creatures, biological mm-hmm. life, and I guess the parasites. I wonder if that's a thing. Like the closer you get to the equator, like you can be affected by different things which can affect your yeah. your speech because uh, is it Arnold Schwarzenegger like he his he's from Austria yeah um is that I'm before I fuck this up is that south of Germany <laughs> I believe it check that out, check that out. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to commit to an answer there, yeah, like. yeah yeah me neither yeah no but yeah I just just so really clear guys I know nothing about anything you cut this out just <laughs> yeah, go straight to the answer yeah. right <laughs> that's in <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I remember hearing this fun fact about the Terminator that he wanted to to translate, or sorry, um, the, do the German version, like the, the voiceover mm-hmm. for it. Uh, and he wasn't allowed to. It's South, really. Yeah, I got that. Nice. Cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> winning. <laughs> to, to German-speaking people, the Austrian language is the equivalent to Cornish people to us. So it's like this kind of like, um, it's quite yeah. cruel. It, it's like to, to su- suggest that that, tone of voices like lazy mm-hmm. uh so it, it was the idea of the terminator this efficient killing machine being like this sort of like slow lazy person yeah kind of funny. so he never he didn't get it he, he could only do the english but to us it's like it's terrifying yeah, like yeah, killing yeah. machine it's a really cool language yeah it's uh i just yeah i'm trying to make connections where there are some uh live <laughs> that's great <laughs> um yeah i wonder, I wonder what it is then uh north south divide i uh, i don't know i mean it could potentially be that um it could be down to uh, maybe weather, climate. People are chilled out in the heat. Like, yeah, That's just... it. I mean, if you move east to west or west to east, yeah, won't change that much, right? It's going to change more if you move north, north to south, south yeah. isn't it? Man, that, that makes perfect sense as well. Because right. when you're cold, how quickly do you convey information? Like, <laughs> get the shopping out the car, come on. Exactly. Like, fucking go, yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny. It's, you know, yeah, like, it's do you nice. want a drink? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, maybe let's go to the beach. Yeah, we've we solved it. We now yeah, we figured that one out. Right. Let's cross that off the list. Um, <laughs> more rabbit holes. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to talk about space in the beginning. I didn't even do that. That's something I so I'm like I love space and okay. Um, yeah. I, I've got some. They're not really out there. They're quite um, uh, well endorsed by like prolific scientific uh, mm-hmm. community members. Um, so like uh, the 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 idea of like a, an advanced civilization beyond beyond planet earth like yeah. s- statistically i think it's like it's naive to think that there's nothing beyond that you know if, if you took a scoop of water out of the ocean and looked for a whale you, you know and that was your data you're probably not gonna find a whale yeah, nice analogy fair enough yeah have you seen a rival i have yeah awesome <laughs> could, again that, go down that was my link that <laughs> yeah, was my yeah, link yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry man we can, cut, right, we can cut that out as well you just go straight to it <laughs> no, no, i never had it yeah oh so what i i so I'll go down my spiel and then we can get to that. Yeah. Um, so beside you is, is a longboard, which I got when I yeah. first moved to Brighton, fun fact. Um, nice. and it, it got me to work when I had no money. Uh, <laughs> and on it is a, a plaque I drew, which is from the uh, Pioneer satellite, which was yeah. a satellite that was launched in space and it took pictures of Earth and the solar mm-hmm. system and it relayed all the information back to, to NASA. And um, on it, the Carl Sagan put this plaque and uh, I'll put an image up for people to see. Um, and it's a human... The satellite, so two humans, a satellite, um, and then the planets, um, uh, where we are in it in binary, and then like a translation method, which was hydrogen atoms 
because they're meant to be the most abundant thing in the universe mm-hmm. um, as like a measuring device. It's 21 centimeters before uh, b- between the atoms. So that yeah. was like the, the conveyor of mass, which is one language that, because they were trying to like, sorry, the point of the plaque was to, uh, to if it were to come across another species, <clears throat> they would be able to translate it, see this map of where we were and get yeah. to us. But <clears throat> they actually put an arrow to our planet. And uh, one of the biggest critics said that an arrow would only apply to a species that hunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which poses this great question of how would you contact an alien species if we have all these issues on Earth with yeah. countries, let alone something that didn't share DNA with us? Yeah. It would be insane. Um, however, their way around that was to, to speak in maths, uh, like yeah. in, in physics, and, and the, the, all these. Yeah, I, won't, I won't butcher what they what they put on it. Um, you'd look into the the pioneer. Um, they also sent out a golden record um, with. Uh, it, images and uh music from our from our different cultures and they're just if, cool. if someone came across of it and one of the yeah. songs in there is uh, johnny be good you know that yeah, one yeah. yeah and uh he he carl zagan wrote to johnny be good and uh, the singer of it and said um every song uh is supposed to be uh should should last forever uh, but they never do yeah. however yours will because it's floating out of our galaxy into the cosmos for eternity that's the first immortalized song chuck berry would be (laughs) ecstatic yeah (laughs) insane right what a thing to achieve um it is chuck berry right fact check that yeah it is yeah we know this (laughs) so with that plaque and and what they kind of faced because carl sagan's like he's really looking into (laughs) like an ambitious project of communicating with another species um um so it demonstrated a load of issues uh Mm -hmm. that highlighted like the full false um, parts of, of language is it? and then uh, to, to bring this back down to earth um, someone said to me once if you could speak the same language as a lion you still wouldn't be able to communicate because you would have nothing mm-hmm. in common yeah um, which brings me back to the whole there's got to be a basic yeah like we all, everything that lives consumes and, yeah. everything, and, and probably excretes and yeah. probably needs air or something or yeah ha- so would that be a basis for a universal language <laughs> <laughs> like in Arrival where they kind of like break it down slowly <laughs> break it down slowly <laughs> and somehow get into time <laughs> being non-linear yeah so Arrival's pretty interesting it's uh, a lot to think about there yeah sorry man just boom so, <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah Arrival's pretty interesting like when it came out what 2017 or something mm. uh, every linguistic student just flocked you know to the cinema to watch it because it's based around quite a nice theory called the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis, yeah. right? It's based around the idea that language uh, determines and or restricts thought, mm. right? Little caveat to that is that that hypothesis <laughs> has been uh, widely discredited across. <laughs> okay, often things are all linguistics. Light, right, brothers? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this idea, I mean, I can't really remember what happens, isn't it? She starts to think in a different way and it disrupts her concept of time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, a lot of people are just going down a human way of thinking and they're, they're trying to associate, um, like, trade and, and uh, intent and, and weapons and they, they go down like a, it's yeah. almost like a war, right, between the species. But she, she tries to think of it differently. She learns their language. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it their language being a different language uh, sort of 
yeah messes with her concept of time that i think that was the general premise right because then it yeah. kind of goes full circle can't really remember the ins and outs the of beginning the is at the end and it's spoilers yeah, by the way <clears throat> yeah it's all it's all started uh, it's a really nice theory mm-hmm. um that okay i'm gonna try and say my piece here and then it does segue <laughs> into again like talking about uh, whether a universal language is practical or not so there's do you like the idea by the way that that your language restricts your thought process 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah people generally do people get really antsy if you for some reason people get really antsy if you if you try and argue that hmm. if you argue the other way i love this my best, it, my it's, best friend skeptic. it's such a <laughs> it is a really nice theory hmm. um people are still sort of arguing about it to a certain extent hmm. um there are different uh, instances of it sort of being relatively true like there's you know how i said earlier about I'm notoriously diff- I'm notoriously bad at remembering names of theories or languages, etc. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's going to have to fact check this one. <laughs> there is a language I think uh, native to Australian Aborigines or one specific group, mm-hmm. and they uh, think of direction in terms of cardinal directions. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I say I'm going to move this coffee cup slightly <laughs> to the left, yeah. right. That's my left, your right. Yeah. Uh, they would say, sort of, I'm going to move this coffee cup slightly to the north northeast. Mm. Right. So the general idea is that they, because they use these di- cardinal directions every day, that they would be uh, more firmly rooted. They would be more aware of what direction they're facing mm. at all times. Right. Whereas we use words like left, right, forward, back, up, yeah. down. Those are our directions that are in everyday use. If I ask you to point southwest, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. who knows, right? <laughs> Although, incidentally, I think it must be about that, yeah, that way. Right? Literally, why I live by the ocean is a yeah. reference point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, we know which way is south. Yeah. <laughs> Where's town? To the right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> One way. Yeah. Do you sort of see the point that I'm making, though? Yeah. So, like, it does sort of, maybe not restrict, but it does influence how we see the world, right? Yeah, and I, I'd also argue to a degree that it influences culture, um, which is something I want to bring up with you mm-hmm. as well, because they are referencing themselves to this bigger picture that they're on planet Earth, and, mm-hmm. like, they're in the land of, of where they, they were born, whereas we're very selfish, in even in our description of things, like, hey, the mug is on your left, like, uh, or yeah. it's it's all kind of, like, centred around you, like, yeah, exactly. your, your reference points. It's- Absolutely, and there's a, uh, another famous thing, uh, another famous idea or experiment that someone did, mm-hmm. is if uh, different concepts, of, concepts of time are different across languages as well, mm-hmm. um, there was an experiment where uh, some person, some like, linguist, lined up uh, a number of different pictures taken at different points in time of the same person and asked people from different cultures using different languages to sort them in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, English speakers, for example, would line them up left to right, yeah. whereas speakers of Arabic would r- line them up right to left. Mm-hmm. Um at speakers of you know various Eastern Asian languages, line them up top to bottom, <laughs> right? Um, and then of course, like I th- I think it's the same group of people that uh, same same group of uh, speakers that you know use cardinal directions. Um, 
they have a, a different concept of time as well. Like, um, oh no, it's it's they they use the the sun setting in the west, I believe, and the sun rising in the east. So they like think of time as in literally time passing physically the sun moving across the sky so yeah. they would face in the or they would sort of yeah in reference sort to of see where i'm going with this yeah like, uh, and exactly what you're saying is quite selfish of us yeah. to have time follow us round yeah. whatever way we're facing <laughs> right <laughs> yeah because yeah. my time progressing is your time you know going backwards yeah. right ah <sighs> I know the implications that has on like uh, where culture goes as well. Like uh, if you're a self-centered culture, you're gonna yeah. maybe that's why we reap resources in some yeah. way, and whereas others share because, um, yeah, the, uh, I have a an admiration for cultures that are like one with nature, mm-hmm. and I, I believe like you can go out and learn to catch things, and you can find where clean water is, and and do all the things that they do, but you'll never be one with nature unless yeah, you yeah. think the way someone that has been born in it thinks yeah and that, and that is like you say these different completely new concepts yeah yeah and yeah. until you like, how do you even get to those concepts unless a you was born in it or b you talk to them um yeah and again that's like a language barrier thing and just yeah yeah so i watched ray mears a lot when i was younger and um he went to i think no it was ed stadford uh, he, which is like a guy he did a show called 80 days alone mm-hmm. on an island or like he just went to an island naked and just had to yeah yeah he lasted like 40 before he feigned an illness <laughs> to get yeah. like the medic on just to talk to him he like lost a tooth it was great it was uh sure. like he fully like admits the experiment was hard mm-hmm. um really cool show but he um before he went he went to his like uh, australian aboriginal friends and and um he, he was like it's like they could sense that in his head there was stress like he was yeah. like a million questions going through his head and he said his friend turned to him in the car i was like that without the guy even saying anything he just shut up <laughs> and then like they took him away and did this like, spiritual healing and uh he like calmed him and like even yeah. ed stafford who's like a english uh captain i believe for the, mm-hmm. the british army he he was kind of like well it did the trick <laughs> so there's yeah. something there <laughs> so, yeah there's, there's, there's all these sort of because again i'm i'm I, i'm an offensive to i'm very scientifically minded but then i'm also quite recently like exploring the, the spiritual world because what came with the scientific analogy was quite a cold calculated view on mm-hmm. the world and it's quite depressing right and yeah with spirituality comes like naive bliss yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> i kind of want to be between the two so that you know i'm smart right? yeah and uh, the more i look at the spiritual stuff like they, they do have in itself it's like a language like astrology is a language and yeah. um like however much do you look into it it's it's I can't understand it because I don't have the concepts they have mm-hmm. um, yet. And it's again, is it something that they can teach? Do they need a universal language to? Like, again, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. It's the whole subject <laughs> of language makes my head hurt. And it seems oh, like that's it. the most important thing in the world, right? Like besides the, the ecosystem staying golden. <laughs> I think it's probably more difficult because you have language already. I like that. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon like a global amnesia? Yeah, you it know, starts just again. tap on the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something in that. I think, yeah, mm. it probably is more difficult because, like what I said earlier, like I'd argue that oh, everyone is a specialist. Yeah. Because everyone does have, or like, I'm going to generalize and say everyone has some form of language. Mm. Right. 
uh, it must be easier sort of outside looking in to see this whole crazy mess of loads of different people, loads of different animals, maybe, you know, trying to make sense of the world. Yeah. In different ways. And coming up with different interpretations of the world. Yeah. Literally Perhaps based on where they're from, you know? (laughs) Like, what language they speak. I don't know. See what they believe. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, just some of the, the very... Uh, recent issues I've had is communicating with people long distance. Like I could write an email in a, like to perceive it one way and mm-hmm. the reader could perceive it an entirely different way. And it's so frustrating yeah. that yeah, you, yeah. and like maybe emojis could then be incorporated to help. So to like suggest that this paragraph is meant in a funny way, or this was meant in an angry way. So yeah. that kind of helps. But then, like between different cultures as well, that's 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 mad. But uh, have you seen that like comedy skit of like uh, <laughs> two guys texting each other and it's like, "Hey, bro, you coming out tonight?" And then like the guy receives it like, "You coming out tonight?" In an aggressive way because he's yeah. in a bad mood. And then it's just like, uh, I, I'm not gonna try and butcher this, <laughs> but like the 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 story goes that like the the receiver just gets progressively more angry because mm-hmm. no matter what the other guy says, like he just reads it in that way. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. Just, like, so it kind of like highlights that written language is essentially fucking useless to because inter- you perceive it however yeah. you want like yeah it's a um a uh, comedy central sketch by mm. key and peel uh, yeah of course you know that the comedy man over fair there. enough <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it but yeah i'll I would check it out definitely check find it out. that for you uh maybe we could play it in the episode and i'll link it i'll link it Copyright. yeah <laughs> yeah i'll put a link in the comments <laughs> <laughs> um so this is something i, I wanted to like bring up was um like, uh, do you believe that like the quality of the language matters? Because I, I saw this disparity between, well, sorry, uh, like a mirroring of like, you can be vague and ambiguous. Like imagine like a text message from like an angry friend, like K, like just the letter K, like that says mm-hmm. a lot, but also it doesn't say much. Yeah. Uh, or like the terms and conditions from Apple, which is like an unreadable amount of yeah. like, or like a contract or something. Uh, both of those are polar opposites. One is conveying no information. One is conveying too much information. But neither one get across their point because they're right. they're they're just too. It's too much. One's too much. One's too little. And it, yeah. you don't have the time to read that one. And and that doesn't do enough. So it's like both of them had failed in their attempt to convey information. Yet, yeah. Like a quick conversation. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, it's almost like this shorthand version of language, just the basics, like mm-hmm. this, this basic universal language that I'm kind of like trying to pitch. Um, <laughs> it, it's like the way forward, like just a very simple like language, like how someone is, uh, what they need. Yeah. Just the, the, I guess, the basic information that you need to carry on. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, to be safe um, and to be able to... Rest, feed sleep. yourself, yeah. rest, look after. Yeah, we could call survive. it language scaffold. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What are you asking? Like, uh, I guess, th- like you said that you you think that written language is useless. In a way, it isn't, isn't right? Because again, it's down to like who's perceiving it and and how many people yeah. choose to acknowledge it. Um, yeah. Because <clears throat> like Apple, I've never read the terms and conditions. There's probably I a lot think, in it. No, Whoever's no, job that is. is worrying. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone has. No. Um, I think uh, written language obviously has its uh, 
I think it's incredibly useful. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. It's incredibly useful uh, for conveying information. Um, not just even conveying information, conveying uh, concepts. Mm. You know, like books are a thing, right? Um, it's it's a great way of yeah producing art i guess mm. which i can read upside no. down as well <laughs> as language art very art impressed art, <laughs> art as a language yeah <laughs> that's what an ma in linguistics get you hey. <laughs> and you read, read my handwriting that's even more I impressive know, it's great. <laughs> um yeah no it's incredibly useful i think that mm. uh writing is or written language is unnatural yeah which is something like segueing into like teaching world and education right yeah. uh the gcse's or the, the the new gcse's um they're stepping away from like english gcse's they're stepping away from uh coursework mm. and just basically doing exam based stuff uh so you know these kids have to write short stories in 45 minutes quite daunting yeah anyway but also I find it so unnatural because you're having to write under a time limit. Hmm. But, you know, it's... I'll try and, like, formulate this idea. You're having to write under a time limit and basically what you're putting on paper is your, your, your brain is going through the same thought process and same production process of producing spoken language but instead it's going on paper mm -hmm. and people don't think in complete sentences and people don't speak in complete sentences like we write in yeah right we don't start our spoken sentences with a capital letter and finish with a full stop right <laughs> yeah. it's more like a big old series of commas you know yeah. with just stuff in between them yeah right uh, one paragraph of thought just just <laughs> like my one whole massive like lifelong paragraph yeah with the odd pause in it right mm. um and i find it really unnatural how uh the gcse's now uh english education in general uh forces that sort of thought process onto paper do you see what i mean yeah it's unnatural to me like writing isn't natural yeah it's hard anyway like to, to be because i remember my gcse's was just like sat in rows like a conveyor belt of students yeah. and there was it was there was no inspiration to take like unless i went in with like a pre-idea but i really didn't know what was ahead of me mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh yeah so, so my english gcse yeah, all my gcse's in fact apart from drama because i'm a drama queen yeah. uh, <laughs> uh were, were pretty bad um and i and i, I put that down to types of brains yeah um like creative brains and then there's academics and like yeah my best friend could like he's academic as hell like he, he can yeah. recite and pull things out of his head from like super smart um however like i could like run him around the block with like making stuff like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. a language to me is like I, I just know how things work and can do it i yeah. can't i can't tell you what i read and that really yeah. limits me um I rabbit hold here. <laughs> uh, I guess what the point I'm trying to get was do you yeah, that was the question I was formulating. Uh do you do you believe like the educational system will ever see that like types of people? Is there a way to identify like to accommodate all different types of people? Yeah, I suppose they already do, right? There's there's uh, help for people that Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um 
I mean, well, whether I think it might happen or not, who knows? Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's definitely room for improvement. Yeah. Um, like, you don't get marked on your oral exam anymore. Huh. Yeah. Um, Just down to the discretion of the teacher. Like, this person can convey their thought. Pretty much. Done. Pretty much. <laughs> you know? They're sort of... Uh, they're encouraged to do presentations or class presentations from, like... You know, you're seven, maybe, maybe even primary school, or even earlier. Uh, but then it doesn't sort of lead to any sort of grades, which I guess is is quite a healthy way of looking at it because, you know, if you think like in a wider context of life, like you're not working towards a grade all the time, right? True. Yeah. Um, just money. Just that's, that's all I feel like I'm working towards. <laughs> like, or I, maybe maybe you've been conditioned right? to think like that True, from school, yeah, right? Yeah. Who knows, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, writing definitely has a place. Uh, I don't think uh, we should hang ourselves up Dis- on the importance. Yeah. So I was writing shitting on writing. It's very important. My friend Mark, who is a writer, would um, would, would be very ashamed of me for saying. But uh, yeah, I, that wasn't the point. I guess I was trying to say. I just it came out wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, writing and um, you know some of the books I've read have been the most amazing experiences. Like just mm-hmm. the idea that someone's brain can be then put on like sliced up tree. This been dried out and ink yeah ink and and then bound uh, so I, I make books and when i bind them i'm like this is like a it's like a little universe yeah that, yeah, yeah. that you then has a beginning and an end and i can convey whatever i want in it and and then someone can just read that and have your thought process um which is bizarre in itself yeah um so yeah it obviously has huge use in the world yeah but i guess yeah, what well, the point I keep coming back to is like this scene of the United Nations and and how they could accomplish peace without this ability to communicate. I mean, it's amazing what they do already. But yeah, um, yeah, a goal being universal peace through universal language. <laughs> Would universal language uh, end up in in peace though? Yeah, maybe not. Like, I mean, it would just everyone would be clearer on what they're trying to steal from each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, universal language also, if 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 you like the idea of um, language restricting or determining thought, then if surely everyone spoke the same language, then everyone would think the same. True. Mm. Right. Mm. Oh. So yeah. th- this episode hasn't been released yet, but it will be by the time this one's released. So in the episode with Alice, uh, who made this great artwork, by the way, um, yes we were talking about like a hive mind and like would it yeah. be bad would it be good like because hmm. and her point was it depends who leads it who's in yeah. charge of that hive mind like say if everyone had the same language would they all have the same thought process and therefore would have like some sort of monoculture it would kind of suck because culture is beautiful and we like experiencing different yeah, worlds and we like diversity yeah yeah um which is like innovates and uh creates evolution i guess like it's, yeah i guess <laughs> of course it does yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah, I guess the point I'm trying to get is essentially like a, I can't think of the word like a, a dangerous one. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean a universal language as a second language might be interesting. Uh, see, this is why smart people need to be around me <laughs> to like bounce my ideas back. Yeah. I think, but that's what like uh, these languages like Esperanto, these constructed languages. That was the aim. Yeah. I don't think. Well, I don't know. So I'm talking crap here a little bit like i don't know whether it was intended to be the world language Mm. right that everyone spoke as a native 
um, or not. I'd be surprised if that was the the goal. The goal yeah. that would have taken a lot of political swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, much. do you want to uh, stop your cultural needs? And uh... <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, languages evolve through like war as an occupation is one of the one of the driving forces for yeah. developing languages, etc. You get it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was a Barack Obama moment. Wasn't it? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I bought a houseplant recently and it came with some uh, some roommates, which is these tiny little flies yeah. in the soil. And they're, they are aggressive, man. They just kamikaze your eyes. They're like, <laughs> fuck you, man. But, um, but yeah, God, what was I saying? Can't remember. Just how language, uh, you could have your cultural language, but have a backup language. So like, like this. Yeah, uh, so that, that's why <laughs> you said something really intellectual. Like, I just fucking butchered it in my head. It's like, yeah, back of language. Yeah, sorry, like a secondary language, like this guy created, right? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting idea. Um, oh, yeah, no, I was talking about war mm. and occupation. I guess that's uh, one of the driving forces for, uh, for change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, English is one of the examples of that, yeah. like having been invaded by quite a few people in our time and having invaded, invaded more. Yeah, and split off. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, world. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess. I've lost my train of thought again. That's okay. Oh, this I can, I can make my quick really... point because I, yeah. I really wanted to get this across to, to people because anything is thought about enough is that there's this weird concept that at one point in human history, every nation had like this pure like pedigree version of that person. So like English, England had English people, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Africa had half African people and like uh, Chinese, had Chinese people and uh, they had never interacted with each other before. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like someone gobbed off and then war and then like we all occupied each other's countries and like there's yeah. all this anger towards this country for that and the occupation of this one but that was long enough to be forgotten and forgiven but like we've given germany for like a couple of years ago but you know i'm so angry at like uh, colonial england like it's very yep. bizarre that people think that way because that's not how it's, it ever was like humanity came from a crucible theoretically uh, in africa we spread yeah. out across the globe and at no point did we have borders. It was just insane trade, yeah. fucking, uh, moving, hiking, like just hiking all the everywhere to get all these different <laughs> corners, including Hawaii. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's insane. Like, so, and then through like settlement, skin pigments changed, and then we, and then there's like uh, different uh, cultures formed, and then it just sort of became this this unique, brilliant thing where we have different areas to go to in the world and visit and it's beautiful but it also comes with this weird anger at previous generations and nationality and it's yeah. a, and i guess in a way i'm unique that i don't have a heritage story so I, I never met my real dad i know i'm from scotland and i know that my mother is from england so yeah i know a bit about english history i know next nothing about scottish apart from william wallace mm-hmm. but i don't have origin pride so I don't really give a fuck. I just see myself as a human being on yeah. planet Earth and everyone else is a human being on planet Earth. So inherently that comes with not being at all racist, not really yeah. having any cultural preference. I enjoy everything. Yeah. Um, and when I meet someone that doesn't have that, it's like mind-numbingly hard to convey to them that, that what I just said. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> you know? it doesn't matter. And that there's every time someone brings up a skin color, I'm like, dude, you're just a human being. Yeah. You're just a human being. Like, we're just... Homo sapiens, that is it. Like, just draw the yeah. line there. 
Ah, cool. So we've been on for one hour. So one hour. Is it over an hour? Because that will, <laughs> it's kind of like once it gets to sixty minutes, we go oh, fifty-seven. <laughs> then IGTV doesn't take it. I have to split it in two, and then we oh, may as well do as much as we want. Yeah. How are you feeling? Do yeah, you... but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Cool. Uh, I've remembered my point now, so Say I'm going to finish it. Say it. Uh, the war thing. <laughs> I just think it's pretty interesting that it's compared to okay. So if you construct a universal language and then impose that on the world, mm-hmm. right? That's harder to do it that way than just invading another country. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you sort of see where I'm going with that? Like, it's They did the same really... thing with the euro, right? They were like, hey, we're going to use the euro, and British people were like, no, we're fucking no, not. Never. Absolutely not. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not learning that. <laughs> I guess and... it doesn't matter now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not going there. Uh... <laughs> so, like, with language, it'd be the same, same thing, right? Yeah. No gonna... It's... It'd be incredibly difficult, mm. and I'm not saying that war is the easy is easy way out. By the oh, way, like no, 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 no. it's just something that people turn to. Just certain dictators. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, these will be mind numbing. I, I, I kind of want to go over sixty minutes, but I don't want to like absorb. Should we do it? Should yeah. we do it? We can carry on. Fuck it, we do an hour, an hour and a bit. <laughs> okay. An hour and five minute podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so the second half on IGTV will be five minutes. That's not a problem with that. Just leave them on a cliffhanger. Yeah. They're really disappointing. Yeah. They've we'll got never know three and a half minutes. <laughs> um, okay, so from what you read upside down on my page of it as art being a language, um, mm. I mean, I guess that's a ridiculous thing because I've tried to imagine a world full of artists mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it seems like a messy space. But like we say with like academics and creatives, they're, they're often very different types of people. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm weird, man. Like, <laughs> like I don't mean to be, but I just, and I've been scorned for it and admired for it. And I don't really know if it's a good or a bad thing anymore, but I've also scorned and admired like academics for thinking the way they think where everything has to be structured and boxed. And I fucking yeah. hate that. I just want to like... Yeah play with yeah, stuff <laughs> but there is intersection i think yeah definitely yeah like um i think some i'm gonna say that the the stuff that i did at uni was incredibly fluffy okay. like i spent two years talking about cultural differences yeah. in sweden that's sort of what <laughs> i wrote my paper on <laughs> you know and that's not kind of structured as almost the opposite it's very much the other side of the coin it's like mm. you know linguistics is very much uh scientific well it's a social science so it isn't like if you study like syntax or grammar, it's very sort of, you know, it's like this, right? Yeah. Quite mathematical, right? Mm-hmm. But then you study something like pragmatics or semantics and it's like meaning, right? So explain semantics and pragmatics to someone that has zero concept Okay, so about. semantics is <laughs> loosely just studying the meaning of words okay. or sentences, right? Um, yeah, and then pragmatics is like how people use language to convey information okay right yeah um yeah and that interested me way more than worrying about adverbs and <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah where the object is in a sentence yeah there's very little that really matters in that realm <laughs> i remember i was trying to learn a bit of costa rican spanish because i went to costa rica i loved it I was like, i'm gonna live there i want to live there it's amazing yeah. it's like my favorite place and i was like oh i have to learn it and uh, and there was a difference between like feminine and masculine, and, and like yeah. if you got it wrong, you could be like offensive. And I was like, eh. like surely they would just acknowledge like that I'm an yeah. ignorant English that's trying to learn it, right? You'd be oh, forgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's a risk factor. But I was like, if that's the only issue there, then... funnily enough, like even languages that have genders, like like German has has three. 
masculine, feminine, and neutral. Yeah. Um, you ask it. You know, you ask five Germans what uh, gender Nutella is, mm-hmm. and they'll give you different answers. <laughs> so, well. so there's not even like a. a an understanding like a base understanding for some things in languages that have gender right? yeah yeah it seems no offense to other languages but it's, it's just annoying it's just which like is another... interesting as well sorry to segue back to mm. to that theory yeah, the sapir wolf theory right mm. um uh, gendered language uh, comes into it quite interestingly uh, i think there was an experiment done between german and spanish you're going to have to fact check this matt um <laughs> i think uh the german word for bridge mm-hmm. is feminine and the spanish word for bridge is masculine so they asked a group of people from each uh, country to describe a bridge and the like i think the germans uh, dis- like tended to describe the bridge with very feminine adjectives or like stereotypically feminine like beautiful elegant etc yeah whereas the Spaniards, I love how that's associated the feminine with a man like, i'm beautiful <laughs> we're Come on, very, leaning very heavily on stereotypically <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas the spaniards described it as like long strong, i think was strong, strong yeah. long, powerful you know like bridge. stable to go right? phallic didn't yeah. it yeah. Well, of course it did man. It's, it's a bridge the it's basis quite... of all communication right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it's that sort of idea that that it's you know, the language mm. that determines the way that you think about different things. Yeah. You know, it's a really nice hypothesis. I really wish it was grounded in empirical evidence. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I, this is a rabbit hole I really never ever want to get down to because it's so complex. But, uh, like, the dismissal of genders currently in the sort of millennial mm-hmm. generation, like, where does that fit in with language, like the feminine and masculine versions of things? Like, will there be. German-speaking people that refuse to speak in those terms in order to accomplish their goals mm. of eradicating the concept of like stereotypes because I am all for that because I'm I'm quite a feminine guy right and the idea of me having to meet all these manly demands of being mm-hmm. a muscle head or whatever stereotype you want to call it right is uh, or you know having a girlfriend that's feminine you know if if people around me think my girlfriend's too masculine like fuck those people like I yeah, just yeah. I don't care like I'll go with a bodybuilder girl if, if if she's a nice person mm-hmm. so for I'm kind of on that side, but at the same time, like there's things like women's rights, like yeah, they fought so hard to get them, like and they identify as women, so you're kind of taking away their identity. Again, I've probably said things that would infuriate some people. <laughs> However, that's not my target here. I'm just trying to understand it, and that's why I started the podcast to understand. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely a rabbit hole to go down, or we could go down it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe when I've done more research <laughs> yeah. yeah let's not let's not that would yeah. you know yeah um, I think with uh, if if we just go down the, the pronoun route a little bit mm-hmm. um, there's definite room for improvement in the English language for that we don't technically have a gender neutral pronoun in English mm. we've got they yeah but it doesn't really function as a gender neutral pronoun yeah because like, to me know, they so just means group of it's people it's collective right? you know yeah. right um, so we don't really have it. So maybe whether that makes it easier for us to just construct gender neutral pronoun mm-hmm. or not, I don't really know. I haven't really. Yeah, maybe that's the key to this basic scaffold language of uh, like genderless basic mm. requirements to live in order to communicate with every nation. Yeah, and 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 
well, fulfill the main goal of surviving. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's we, the main goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rest can be learned and translated like the same when in Rome. Like, yeah. you know, if you've got this basic scaffolding and uh, you can go to whatever nation and uh, you have to learn their particular words, or particular things, but mm -hmm. everyone can understand you in a certain way. Like, do you need food, shelter? Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, do you like that? Yeah. It's a lovely idea. Yeah. I hope it happens. I hope one day someone <laughs> one goes day. back through the archives of what was YouTube and is now the Great Hive Tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> finds this and they're like, oh, wow, these, these Neanderthals are really <laughs> trying. <laughs> they were onto something. Yeah. Like. The problem was they perceived time linearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> Madness. Yeah, no. Um, art as language, though. Okay, yeah. Uh, do it. Yeah, interesting. Like, I think... If you think about what language is, um, language is essentially, I have a concept mm -hmm. uh, that passes through my mouth in this form of language. And I'm trying to push that concept into your head. Mm. And hopefully it doesn't get too messed up along the way. And offend and you, me. <laughs> yeah. And you interpret it in a relatively sort of in a similar fashion to the way that I'm intended for you to interpret it right yeah um i think art can do that right yeah uh it depends on what you mean by art as well because like music is art yeah music does it quite well in that you have a major key and a minor key mm -hmm. in the like in western music minor key sounds sad major key sounds happy mm -hmm. right that's what all kids are taught that learn a musical instrument yeah that's conveying an idea isn't it yeah and um Oh, this this tends to sound like duck old physics and the spiritual <laughs> side here. I like this part. It's uh, like music creates an energy, mm -hmm. and I that's I didn't even write that one down, but I did think of it. It's like energy is a language, um, and that's really wild. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because you like you say like a, a sad song can make someone sad. It's con mm -hmm. it's conveying something. So like uh, if you imagine species that never developed spoken word but went down a route of like vibrations that that like i imagine like a bumblebee or, mm -hmm. or something it just vibrates in a certain way to convey like a like mm -hmm. that's an insane concept that that quite clearly has some yeah. hold on the world because we, we do it with songs um which i love that <laughs> yeah 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 no absolutely and then what is energy like because <laughs> yeah. well, we know what energy is but like yeah it's uh it's <laughs> Like, how are you doing that? Is, a, so is it like how much fuel I can put into my mouth hole in order to like create these vibrational noises which you yeah. interpret? Like those that eat the most will be able to speak the most. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting thought though. Yeah. Definitely. And, and that's just the one type of art, music. So yeah, then there's visual. But then I immediately wanted to disagree with you when you said art because I straight away thought of like pretentious people in an art gallery staring at a photo mm -hmm. like mm, yes i see like uh, yeah who's trying to get this meaning across yeah. it has no meaning at all and some people prove that point by painting absolute nonsense on paper yeah. putting in a gallery and seeing what people say or you go down the route of it has a different meaning for everyone that interprets it right like my emails <laughs> <laughs> like, yes yeah, it's down to the person how you perceive your own reality and then that takes us to another rabbit hole yeah. what is reality <laughs> are you experiencing this the same way like it's like oh there's yeah. i'll never know yeah well that's it and that's blissful <laughs> ignorance yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
there's so much this is why i can't get anything done <laughs> like there's questions like this all the time yeah. going through my head and the only thing i can really do with that is just talk to different people at different things and yeah. hope that it's entertaining I, a lot of what I watch does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe. Smash like that. <laughs> um, and try and make a living from it. Um, and then incorporate fun art in, the, in between. Um, I could never do what you do where it's like structured. There are rules. There's like meaning. You have intent. You're trying to like yeah. get children <laughs> to like the next stage yeah. of life. <laughs> like, I would fuck that up so bad. <laughs> I'm like, no, guys. Like, I know you want to learn English, but like, let's stop for a minute and think about like how a dog perceives the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think if there is one class that you can do that in, it is an English classroom, though. Fair, yeah, right, or maybe ethics. Or like philosophy. Yeah. This is something. So because I didn't really pass my basic education, I, I didn't really. I just didn't. Um, I didn't get uni as an option. Um, so the idea that you can go to university and study philosophy, where they just talk about yeah. the crazy shit all the time, like I'm really annoyed. I lucked out on that one. Didn't luck out. I missed out on that one because <laughs> uh, I feel I feel that's my bag. <laughs> yeah, You're finding reason for things. Um, yeah, philosophy. It, it sounds pretty pretty interesting. I did some philosophy. Okay. Uh, you philosophy is like incredibly broad again. Right? Yeah. And English is also incredibly broad, so they do sort of intersect a little <laughs> bit. Even in linguistics, there's, uh, oh God, um, a very famous uh, person called Ferdinand Saussure, who uh, postulated that that language is arbitrary, and language is just a system of uh, signs. Um, like there's no God-given reason for why M-U-G means muck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's one way of like, talking about language. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a deep rabbit hole. So, like, yeah. But yeah, like you do end up studying philosophy in, in lots of various subjects. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets to a stage where I get regularly in my head where I'm like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> stop, stop questioning everything and stop and enjoy life yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah I guess that's, that's kind of like my uh, my gifted away is that I can kind of d- disseminate people's issues uh, when they're stressed when mm-hmm. like someone's too focused on something I can kind of see it in a different way because I'm not doing the same thing and I'm kind of like yeah. Dude, you're too focused on this, like uh, trying to like smash the gym, like you're trying to get 24 inch biceps. Like, yeah. maybe if you stop trying to reach that goal and just go to the goal of going up and enjoying it, you might get to that end goal just yeah. easier and happier. Like, rather than mm-hmm. punishing yourself every day or like diet, like you know, just don't eat anything nice. Like, well, maybe yeah. like reward. Yeah, just I don't know. Uh, Pizza on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheat tea day. Or well, yeah, just different different ways of getting concepts. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Matt's getting hungry. Maybe we could wrap this up and get some some food. Um, before we do though, is there anything you wanted to get across? Or not really? I mean, it's been really interesting. Mm. Um, I really enjoy talking about language. Mm. Um, like, I'm by no means an expert. I really need to put that out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's that's the amazing thing. Like, everyone has an idea of what language is because you know, everyone to a certain extent has it, mm. right? So in a weirdly sort of privileged position of talking about quite complex theories with people that can grasp them because you already have 
the building blocks to grasp them, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, people seem to like talking about language a lot because we use it every day, yeah. right? Which is why talking like to you in this podcast has been really interesting because everyone approaches it from a slightly different mm. from a slightly different direction, right? Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about tonight is kind of went, oh, right, yeah, didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool, like... So, 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 I think it's Albert Einstein. Fact check me. <laughs> uh, where he says, um, if you're the smartest person in the room, leave the room. Yeah, and definitely. I, I found, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest person in the room where I used to be, but I was definitely the most curious. Yeah. Um, and I found that, like, a yeah, classic example. So I, I did security when I was, uh, I know, my 20s. And uh, I said to my coworker at the beginning of a 12-hour shift in the CCTV room. So we were mm -hmm. just going to sit there and stare at screens in a, in a in CCTV room. It's yeah. going to be awful. So, And I'd never met this person and sat down next to him. And I had been reading that they had found a way to pull air mo sorry, water molecules out of the air in like mm -hmm. the Sahara Desert, which means you can get like a liter of water from this tower mm -hmm. in like an hour, which like in Sahara Desert is pretty impressive. And it yeah. would revolutionize like, let's say agriculture or like survivability. You could now drink water. Yeah. Very, it's cool. There's a million things you can talk about there. Yeah. I said this at the beginning of my shift and the guy just looked at me and went, huh. we didn't say another <laughs> word for 12 hours. <laughs> and I was like, I need to be around people that, find me even remotely like creditable to, to, yeah. to what I'm talking about or to even give me the benefit of the doubt or just to, to teach me something or bounce off or and I just I'm drawn to people that have knowledge and are open to things and, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. people like you people like, like Matt for sure like yeah. just weird weird concepts that I can talk about <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's how people grow and, and, and get different um, experiences in life and become better people if you, if you just yeah, stay yeah. around people that make you comfortable because a lot of people when they meet someone that, that knows more than them, they're very intimidated or mm -hmm. like their ego crops up and they've got to you know, impress each other. The whole alpha bullshit comes out like, no, no, when I said, I've yeah, done yeah, this yeah. and then my sheep's better than your sheep though. The fuck all that. Um, I digress so much in everything I say. <laughs> I think the point I was trying to make was that's why I wanted to do a podcast. That's why I like talking to you. <laughs> I think I'm you edit this and be like, you're a dick. <laughs> but yeah, no. No, it's been really interesting. This has been yeah. good. And um, yeah, I'd love to have you back again and, and talk about more wild shit, um, for sure. There's always more language to discuss. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> okay, and I'll piece together questions over the next couple of months to um, to get better ones, which are more tailored. Um, so I wondered yeah. if we could finish this by if you taught me in your native tongue how to say thank you for watching and goodbye. Uh I'm going to fuck this oh, up yeah, so bad. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to make it really simple. Tack. Yeah. Tack. Tact. Tack. Tack. Yeah. Um, för. För. At. At. Ni. Ni. Har. Har. I'm already lost. <laughs> Tack. <laughs> Tack. Tack. För. För. At. At. Ni. Ni. Har. Har. Lyssnat. Lyssnat. På. På. Oss. Awesome. That was, that was so much easier. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.